Charles Leclerc, who's won twice in Formula One before from pole, is going to win from pole again and start the season off with celebrations for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc wins the Bahrain Grand Prix and it is a one-two finish for the Scuderia. Carlos Sainz comes home in second. Lewis Hamilton adds to his podium tally. He comes home in third. Let's go! The wait is over. Racing is back. We said there's going to be reliability issues, but did we think it would come from the Red Bull? I thought it was, it was the best thing to happen to, bro. It was great. I'm like, there's so much to dissect in this race, but damn, it feels good to watch Red Bull crumble. Yeah, you know what? It's a, As a Red Bull hater, I feel good, but I feel bad for Max. He ran such a great race, and his car had the steering issues, and his thing pulled out. It's like... The racer, the like, I respect his craft, right? I you feel respect bad for craft. And you know what? It's unfortunate because I'm wearing his jersey today. Yeah, you're wearing his jersey today. For anybody that's tapping in, you should go see it. We'll probably post a little reel about it. But he had a bet to wear Max Verstappen shirt, and this is what we decided he'd wear. Listen, I'm wearing the world champion shirt. Um, it's a little bit of a custom. Looks fresh. Head over to YouTube or check the IG. You'll see something. Yeah, you'll um, see it for sure. But overall... I think uh, the objective of having cars more racy has been accomplished. Yeah, so I think in a in a flash pan, yes. I th I want to hold off until five races, like I've kind of been consistent with. But from what we've seen so far, it looks like it's more racing. We saw battles throughout the field. Yeah, the only thing I have is like it felt like there was more racing, but it felt like there was larger gaps, like. Within six laps, Hulkenberg was 55 seconds down on the first place. Like, that's that's a lot of distance. Uh, yeah, I mean... We're talk, I'm talking from the safety re, from the time the safety car uh, restarted to the end of the race. He was down a minute. Like, that's six laps. That's crazy. Like, that's 10 laps a second. That's insane. There's definitely a huge difference. And I mean, a right lap, even, even after the first few laps, you could see a huge gap... Between the top 10 think, and the bottom 10. Well, not even, Lewis was down 10 seconds, I think, Charles, in four laps. It was like, usually it's like they're down fourth or fifth places down four or five seconds. And then, like, you don't get to, like, 20-second gaps until you get close to, like, 20 laps or so. But we were having 20-second gaps between Lewis and Charles really early on, which was, I don't know. It, it's very interesting to see what this year would turn out to be. It felt like if you were close to the car, you could follow better. But over time, it felt like when you had a gap, the gap came really wide. But I don't overall, know. I think race. the cars look slower. They look tougher to drive. Um, I mean, everything just looks different. Yeah, I think who you got to credit to. And you know what? I didn't say it, but I'll say it now. My driver today was Lewis Hamilton. He actually, he outclassed George. Like you saw him separate from George. You saw him make some great overtakes. And you saw what you can actually do with a car that's not tamed yet. And he drove really well. I mean, that Red Bull car is better than Mercedes car because you've seen what Max Verstappen does compared to Lewis Hamilton. And they're, they're really similar in terms of ability to driving. But he kept up with Checo in a better car. So it shows you the difference of drivers there. So the shout out to Lewis. Today, he had a great day. Today, I know we'll jump into it, was all about um, managing the, uh, the damage and, and the limitations of damage. But to see Lewis on the podium... When no one expected I said him to this be on the, to you podium. In the moment, moment, great. 
you got a podium, but it was a fluky ass podium. Of course. And you know, you heard him in his post post race. He said, it's amazing to see an epic franchise or, or team like Ferrari back. And he said, it's tough to see the other drivers. Red yeah, Bull I mean, listen, like he knows what happened. Red Bull had reliability issues, which you're going to have to chalk up to being part of the team. Because like I said, this championship will be a constructor champion, but they did not deserve to be on the podium as racing, as For a sure. racing. But their constructor is more reliable. But as a racing unit, as George and Lewis, they should have been five, six. That's where they belonged. Yeah, so I, I think to really jump in, let's start with Ferrari, man. Like the, the Tifosio back. I think we, like, do... I actually wanted to start off with Haas. I think that, let's start off with We got to give Ferrari uh, their flowers first, though. Okay, we okay, can't, we, we can't just plug okay. Ferrari at the end. So we'll go with Haas, but we're going to come back to Ferrari. Yeah, my only thing is like, I, I want, no, I just want to get into Haas quick, give them a shout out, and we won't have to talk about Yo, it again. All right, do it. And, because like, shout out to Magnuson. He finished fifth let's in his go. first race back. It's been 18 months since he's been back to racing. Schumacher, we can talk about him later, but I just want to give a shout out to Magnuson. Shout out to Matthew Lemonius because he predicted this. But we can move on to Ferrari now. I just, want to shout out, I just want to shout out Haas. Yo, Gene, get my boy Gunter out the scrapyard. Bro, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, I just wanted to shout out Haas. It was an unbelievable race by K-Mag. And we were wrong. I guess K-Mag's a better option than Nico so far. It Amazing. Looks like. Awesome. So what do you want to say about Ferrari? Where do you want to start? I, I know you're a Ferrari hater, kind of. Like, not I'm not a, hater, a Ferrari but like, hater. You, you kind of dislike them. You're you're critical. I'm of a Mercedes them. fan. Yeah, yeah. So you dislike them. But I grew up a, in a Ferrari household. But you said, but you said you turned the t- like you for sure. I don't know. Listen, I, the word's not haters, but you're not a fan of Ferrari. Yeah, because I, you, I can't be a Ferrari fan of a Mercedes. Well, fan. I'm, I'm a fan of Mercedes and Ferrari and McLaren. Yeah, like my favorite team is Mercedes. My favorite no team is McLaren it. and Ferrari. But um, I picked Allegiance. I'm happy that Charles won. I'm happy that they got a one-two. I'm happy that they got fastest lap. I'm happy that they started on pole. Listen. As we know, the Ferrari and the Tofosi are back. Like, this is amazing, bro. Uh, listen, they're back in one race. That's all I'm going to say. But you know what? From Barcelona, which we didn't see, to Bahrain testing, to practice, to quality, yeah, to this. It, they have checked every box. Okay, so let me throw this out to you. If Mercedes unlocks their car and destroys them for the, for the end of the year, are they back? That's a big if. No, but I'm saying, like, are they back? Even if they finish second. No. But that's my point. It's like, it's one race, right? Like, right now they look great. I want to say that they're off to the right. Box one is checked out of probably 22 because we said they might not replace Russia. For sure. So one box is checked off. That's but we need point. to be, yes, we got to be cautiously optimistic, but absolutely everything they've done no, has they, been No, they've right. been great up to the point, but I don't want to say they They actually haven't back. missed a step. I'm not saying they're back yet because- all we, for all we know, week five, Red Bull and Mercedes is turning and up and they could be we gone. we also know that Sainz is still struggling. Yes. Well, I mean, we, let's get into that. You were big on Sainz having the better year. Mm-hmm. I was Charles' mm-hmm. side. You know, I'm a big Charles fan. I have been. Why do you think Charles is so much better than Sainz in this car so far? I just think that um, it may have a, a small part to do with the fact that Maybe Charles has just been with the program for longer. Obviously, everything their, their everything has gone into this year, but Charles just maybe understand. You know, when you go from one uh, constructor to the other, everything's different. It could be like a uh, whole new language. He already had his year, Grace, bro. It's not like he's a brand new driver. And they both developed Listen, the car last year. Remember, Ferrari focused all its energy last year, and they were both there. For sure. But the thing is, irrespective, even if Red Bull finishes, he finished third. He still had a great race, but I'm asking why, like... 
I, I'm curious to understand why Charles has such a pace advantage over Carlos. I don't know why. Being a you bit, said maybe it was strategy. I said, why is his pace? I said it in the middle of the that's race. All, yeah, you're right. I was like, maybe it's strategy, but it clearly wasn't. It was a pace thing. Like, it, it's clearly a pace thing. And then, like, we'll throw this on wax. From what I heard on the broadcast is Ferrari was a second faster than Mercedes on every on pretty much every lap if you averaged it out. And that's very concerning. We thought it was 0.5 yeah. yesterday, but now it's a second. I'll tell you right now, I know that everyone is talking, and even Lewis said, listen, we're the best unified team over the last how long. We'll figure it out. We're working hard. But it's a huge if, and when you're a second off the pace, that's a huge they'll, unlock. I'm, I'm not worried about them figuring out to be competitive. Like They'll get it. Stay but, within the cost table, but, but all the rest of I'm it. I'm worried about like how long it takes because... Let's be real. They're not turning around by next week. Saudi, they're gonna get. They're gonna finish five, six, unless if Red Bull figures out the reliability issues, right? So it's like, it makes you. You'll still be ahead of Ferrari, but I mean, sorry, you'll still be ahead of Red Bull, but you're still gonna have a massive gap between Ferrari if this continues on for the next four. That's five why races. when we talk about this season being the season of the constructors, it may be a Ferrari constructors championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, listen, this is not a drivers championship. Literally, Max and Checo got pulled out of their race because. Their constructor, which is their team, could not get the reliability. And Pierre Gasly. Yeah, Pierre Gasly. When you look at Ferrari, their constructor, which Charles and Checo haven't changed, as Charles and Carlos haven't changed much as drivers, their car just got better and they designed a the great car. The constructor got better. This is a constructor's championship. If it, and you know what? Next year, like I said on the last pod, will be a driver's championship. I truly believe that. To see all three Red Bulls essentially just turn off. Well, well, Pierre, Pierre went on fire. Pierre's different. car cut out and they went on fire. I think it went on fire Perez's first. car just cut out. Yeah. I th- so and Max's I, I, car. I think Max's car was losing power or the battery. Battery, design. steering. Then, yeah, so. But Charles' car just went on fire. Uh, sorry. Pierre's car just went on fire. It just went up in flames and that's when it turned off. Checo turned off and Max was just losing Yo, power. All the shit. And we said it on here like ditching Honda, then bringing them in at the 11th hour. Like, but this is a Red Bull engine. To, you have to great. account for that, this right? This is great that it's a this Red Bull engine. This is a Red Bull engine, which Honda engine. can laugh at. And the other thing is, we, especially you, harped on the fact that race pace over the course of 57 laps, the variables of actually racing, reliability had not been, we hadn't checked reliability really. That was my whole thing. I said, this whole thing can be thrown out of whack if reliability is there. But I will throw this to you. Do you remember when McLaren was with Honda and they were a disaster after they had a a successful year or two? History can be repeating itself. I think the only thing that we can say for certain after race one is the Renault engine, the Red Bull engine, and the Mercedes engine are not the power unit right now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know, man. Are you ready to make that? Ferrari is. Are you ready to make that statement? I, I thought we did, I thought we were both like kind of were under the same umbrella that it has to do with car aerodynamic. It development. does, but I mean, it shows that the best power unit in race one is Ferrari. I, I, I don't I don't have a definitive answer on that. The best car is Ferrari. Mm-hmm. The best car. I'm not saying the best power unit. That, 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 fair, that's not something I'm ready to say yet. Um, let's talk about this quickly though. When do you think? When do you think that Charles and Carlos kind of get into some friction over race wins? Do you think it happens? Like, we're, we're not here to try I to think, build a narrative. I think you think that's happening? It may happen. Carlos said he has to do some homework. If Carlos can get into a position where he is right there with Charles, there, I mean, naturally, that's going to happen because you're going to have two drivers side by side. They want to race. 
and you have to follow team orders. That will always cause but so, competitive well, friction. What I'm more seeing is like, do you think it ever gets to Nico Lewis point? Or do you think they always no, be respectful? No. I think so too. I, I really think that those two will probably be able to punch each other in the face during a race and then walk it I off don't, the I don't day. see them coming across as like super alphas. Like Lewis and Nico were two alphas that did not want to back down. Yeah, I, I just think they respect the grind and they understand that like, I mean, Bonato, which we can talk a little bit about, he said it's all about team Ferrari first. And maybe that's what they they promote in their in their culture, right? Yo, he's he's definitely breathing. His seat got a little colder today. Who? Benato. Oh, for sure. He needed this. We said the pressure was on because you had to deliver. Yeah, I mean, we we did say he had to deliver, but I think both of us were just saying Ferrari has to compete for a championship this year. But they're ahead of where we expected them. We're ahead of probably where the world expected them. So great for Ferrari. I I'm holding reservations because. Like I said, Miami was when I will start making stronger pre- predictions because that's when we're almost a quarter through the season. Listen, I just pulled up the standings. And, I, you know, it's funny because you have to look at it. It is race one. But who would have ever thought that the race standings from a constructor would be, be Ferrari, Ferrari, Mercedes, Haas, Alfa Romeo, Alpine, top five? Well, Alpine, we thought, would slot in right around five. The rest, the other two, no. And then Yo. Red Bull's at the bottom, which is hilarious. And the fact that Red Bull's got zero points? Yeah. Mercedes okay. in two? Yeah. Do, you, do we have anything left to talk about Ferrari? I, I think we kind of met. Overall, it, it, Ferrari, it, you could not have got off to a better start. I think, I think it was a great start for Ferrari. I'm not jumping ahead, but great overall weekend for Ferrari. They deserve it, man. They're going to come back hard. Let's get into the next topic. McLaren, Mercedes, or Red Bull? I'll let you pick. Four teams, all with zero points. Aston... Williams, McLaren. Well, which one do you want to talk about? McLaren, Red Bull, or Mercedes? Which I one think, we I think naturally we should talk about McLaren because it's caught both of us off by surprise. So let's let's talk about their strategy. What the hell were they doing putting them on mediums? The only team to start on mediums. And, and we've seen the difference. There's a five-second gap between hards and softs, it feels like, early. So mediums is probably like a two-second gap. It's like, why would you throw them on mediums to start the race? We thought it'd be degradation, but they still had the same amount of pits, which Mercedes had their own issue, which we'll get into later. But like McLaren's strategy first was off. Their car pace is off when the car looks strongest in Barcelona. It's like, did you guys get comfortable? Like, you guys have one of the best young talents on the grid. You just locked them up long-term. Did you guys just get comfortable? Or was it just, are we just behind the wheel? Like, it's, it's, I'm mind-boggled. Listen, one race... But that is not how but, you want to start. But it's not just one race. They've been just going downhill, trajectory-wise. Since preseason in Barcelona, they've gone downhill in Bahrain, right, in terms of testing. They went downhill in qualifying, and they went even worse in racing. So you've gone from third place. Last year, we will celebrate fourth as a win. You do I'm not celebrating wanna, fourth as a win. You do, not, you, you do not want to start this season and, and, like this. And if you're Lando Norris, you just got, like... This sucks. Yeah, so my thing, too, is, like, if they go fifth, oh, all hell's going to break loose here because I understand that they should be fourth. Just like like Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari should be fighting for third, for, like, first, second, third. Their place is slotted in at third. If you lose to Haas? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to lose to Haas, but I'm saying they've just been on a downhill trajectory, and I'm very, I'm worried about McLaren because... Not because it's race one and like the same reasons for Mercedes. They just been going downhill. They look the strongest coming to Barcelona. Why did you not make any car developments? Zach Brown has got some serious 
questions that he needs to figure well, out. Well, here's the thing. He needs they, answers. They have the answers to porpoising, right? They, they were the they first team to have answers. Yeah. They were the first team to have answers. So why are you not ahead? Why did you have breaking They've obviously issues? lost the arrow, though, in fixing the porpoising. No, but they, they're the only ones that had it figured out in Barcelona. They didn't have to change it. They were already... The, the, the word out of Barcelona is that McLaren already had it figured out. That's why they looked the strongest in Barcelona, which is fair. But where was the upgrades that Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari all made after Barcelona? Yeah, they had the brake issues. They had the brake, but that's what I'm saying. They've had more issues, not upgrades. And the other thing is, I think it's still worrisome, said it on yesterday's pod, that in practice three, they're still trying to test Arrow. Yeah, which I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too upset on this podcast. Let's jump to Mercedes. So, Mercedes did not have a perfect weekend. They had a terrible all. weekend. They this got was, lucky. This is a terrible weekend. They they got this is this is a cat with nine lives. Best, this is actually the best scenario for the team. Red that Bull didn't have a good scores weekend. zero points, and you guys ha- have all the good fortune. Like you had shitty pits, bad tire decisions. Yeah, like why did they pit Lewis on twelve and put him on hearts? And obviously, when we saw him go out, like the hearts were terrible. I don't think they're terrible. I think you need some heat into them, but it's like, why there? Like, he still pitted just as much as Max, and he went on hard. It's like, I don't understand that. Why is your pit crew not ready? It's like, Mercedes' decision-making to me was very questionable. Just like, he was on 10 10 laps on the mediums, and they pulled him in. You could have saved some time. If there wasn't a safety car, right? I mean, if the safety car, he might have had better positioning. I don't remember the exact specific moments, but it's like, your decision-making to me, and we don't have all the data, I actually have a lot of questions. It doesn't make sense to me. He was the first to pit lap 12. He came out of the pit and said, man, we la- we pitted way too early. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the whole Max thing we talked about. Like, Max understood his car steering sucked, and there was an issue with the battery. And the, and some of the team was going back like, Max, it's fine. And you know what? At some point, I know the teams have more data, but sometimes you got to trust your driver. And that's The a driver is the one who always has to make the final decision. But, well, I, I don't know about that because remember... The team saved Lewis in Russia, right? Sochi about the rain. Like, I'm just saying... Lewis has buried himself, too, sometimes. He's buried himself, too. So, it goes both ways. But it's like... I, I don't know if it's a Lewis thing or Mercedes thing. But it's like, they seem out of sync early. Like, a 3.9 second pit. Their pits look bad. Yeah. They've I'm, never... Even... You look at their, their whole history. They've never been a fast team in the pits. But today was, like, bad. They and, were one of the slowest. And if you want to go back to it and actually, like, dissect this whole thing, right? Think about this. Mercedes went to, um, in qualifying, told George to push it. There's another mistake we're not talking about because that came out after we did the pod. So it's like, what is going on with Mercedes? Why are they making so much small mistakes? It's like, it feels like they're behind the wheel in an aspect. And I don't want to, like I said, it's only race one, but these signs to me is like, we got to monitor these for the rest of the year because it's not great. This is this and, making so And far. honestly, yes, we all know uh, they've got this innovative design and all the rest of it, and they got to figure out and unlock the performance of this car. But it looks miserable if you were the driver in that car. Like it does not look comfortable at all. Yeah, I mean their porpoising is a lot is a lot worse than a lot of other teams. Well, they'll figure it out. I have full confidence. Confidence. Um, sorry, I have full confidence in Mercedes to figure out the, the engineering side of it. I'm just very curious on why they've been making so much small mistakes. And as a, as a fan of them, a general fan, it's a little worrying, but obviously it's only race one. So we do have to kind of pump the brakes. I hope they figure out if, you know, we go straight into another race, they're not going to have it figured out in the next week. No, I, if they, if they have it figured out in Saudi, uh, it's Saudi, right? 
They were they're, they're going to Jeddah. Yeah, they were sandbagging. They just weren't ready in time. If yeah. they're ready for Saudi, if they have some massive upgrade come out and they look great, they were sandbagging. How much do you delayed. put behind like the commentary saying that you can't just f- change things fast now because you have to account for the cost? Uh, cap. Yeah, that that makes sense. But I don't think that Mercedes is worried about the cost cap because I think they're small fixes. As Toto said, right? He says it's about figuring out the small fixes, five or six of them. So, I mean, it may be huge. I'm not too worried about it. How did you feel about the commentary trying to say it's a Mercedes engine? That's that all they're all, all the bottom teams. It's an observation. That's all you leave it at. It's terrible. It's like everybody's gonna start looking at it though. Um yeah, overall, I thought for my first impressions of George, it's what I expected. Lewis is faster than him. I think if anybody really thought different, <laughs> like that he was actually better than him without just being a George Homer, then you're kind of crazy. But he looked very he looked very comfortable in the Mercedes car, like what I thought he would, because he spent a lot of time with Mercedes. He competed. He made his way up the grid. So what we did see is he can actually drive, unlike Bottas, which he we'll can get into. overtake in a race. Which is great, right? So overall, I would give George a very solid grade. Not a, it's not a stellar passing grade. I but think overall, grade. if we give Mercedes a grade for the, for the entire weekend, it's a C plus or B minus. I'm giving them a C. I thought they made too many mistakes. To this, the I'm giving them a C, and to me, C's sixty five percent. So yeah, it's, it's not that bad. It's fine. What do you give George and Lewis? George, uh, George, I think was exactly like yeah, like there was there was no surprises. I think he just, he did what he's supposed to. I think Lewis outperformed. I think Lewis still looked like one of the look looked like the strongest driver on the grid. And Lewis had already set the standard of what to expect. Like he, and throughout the race, he wasn't too high or low on the radio because he knew what he was dealing with. Yeah. I do like the fact that, um, he was calm on the comms that we heard. He just had normal conversations. It shows that he understands it's a long year. And, and he's and that, also one with his engineers. And you know what? I, I will say this. That's why it shows he's a world. Cha- he's like a seven time world champion. We saw Max get hot for good reasons because I mean, I would be hot if I was Max too, because I'm telling you guys my steering sucks and I can feel the car. You guys say there's no, nothing wrong with it. I'm also telling you guys the battery's dying and I'm losing power, which he did lose. And you guys are saying there's nothing wrong. Yeah. So I would be hot too. And then Christian came on after uh, Max's engineer and just said, well, it's that or retire the car. Yeah. So, you know, and he decides to retire the car, which I respect, right? But um, yeah, I mean, you can just tell Lewis is a... F- Seven-time world champion because he's calm. And you know what? I hope this seeps into George and George learns and sees this stuff is that, yes, it is a long year, takes time, but be calm, drive, and keep going. Let's um, let's shout out friend of the pod, Joe. He had a pretty decent... Scored he his first point. point. Yeah, he scored his first point. It only took him like 40 more entries before George Russell. <laughs> Good job, Joe. Got his first um, point on his first race. You can't ask for more than that. The fact that Valtteri finished sixth, pure luck. Oh, I wouldn't say pure luck. He's still going to score points. He's going to finish like nine. Fa- how long did he spend behind Yuki Sonoda? Oh, bro. Let's talk about it. So, typical, like, on brand. That's the word we used yesterday. On brand, right? So Valtteri with a terrible start. It's <laughs> Bro, his starts, though, are so on brand. And he started terribly. Shout out to Dale because Dale's trying to defend him. He said that because Valtteri beat George in qualifying, George uh, Valtteri's only half trash, but I didn't know we give up world championships for being great at qualifying. Did we do that? Bro, <laughs> Valtteri is so on brand. <laughs> okay, so terrible start. He had an okay race. I mean, like, 
He's typical. He passed people on the straights. He had he a hard time make, over. He can make easy overtakes. And that's what he does. He doesn't right? like to take risks. He doesn't like to take risks. Like, how do you stay behind Yuki Sonoda for at least five or six laps with the DRS? When we saw what the long DRS has did. a better pace. We, we, we seen what a long DRS does, right? By the way, quick note. I'm curious to see when you don't have these long ass straights, how much DRS actually impacts a race. Well, the DRS is not making the impact that it did last year. You're but how long was that DRS though? That's what that's I'm saying. Long. So that's why in a short DRS, you're not going to see it. Yeah, it's like it, it, the DRS doesn't have as much effect this year. So I think it's half the amount of top speed. But yeah, but like you saw what happened. Like it's that's a long ass straight, and they barely made up that much time. So very curious. That was just a quick note. Um, but yeah, I mean, Valtteri is just on brand, bro. He could not pass Yuki Tsunoda until Yuki pitted, which is what I'm so used to typing in and saying on pod. Exactly. He waited for a pit. Very, very it, on it brand. It was very um, on brand. And you know what? Uh, Alfa Romeo and Alpine are, were the only other two teams to By finish the, way, in the did points. By the way, did we account for Ocon's five-second penalty for his placing? I don't know. They must have accounted for it at some point. Maybe in the, in the pit. But yeah. yeah, Ocon hit Mick. Like, what was up with that? <laughs> It was small. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, I think that kind of rattled Mick to begin with. He didn't look that good for the whole race. It gives us a question. Um, is Mick that good? Like, I know it's only one race, but I'm going to start judging Mick off a second year. Mick is not dealing with someone who's there because of the money. He's dealing with an actual yeah. Formula One driver. So, so I'm, I've been a huge fan of Mick. I've been high on him, but we've got to judge him on the same standards. It's like... Is he living if off K-Mag his dad's name? Beats him in quality all year and on the track. Then, I mean, and I don't think K Mag was like he was still pretty good though. Like he's how much points did he score? Like K Mag's not yeah, a bad driver. He's a like he's a good driver. So K Mag can drive, but you're talking about a guy that people are high on being a future world champion. So right. it's like you have high expectations. I'm not just I'm not drive. I'm not judging you like your Joe. This also just shows the this shitty part about this sport because it is just driven by politics and money. Like in hindsight, you look at K Mag's departure. Why do you replace K Mag with Dimitri? You know, yeah. Like why do you replace That's him? That's a good question. Um, when you know he's a talent, like, and it's not like he's old either. You, it's just Nikita comes in, but Nikita is not K Mag. Yeah. Which drivers are, have not come in through politics. Lewis, Lewis, Max. I mean, Max, obviously, incredible talent. He's going to be a world champion. It did help that his dad. But he had incredible talent. Of course. Like, we're not going to argue. You know, I think, I think I when think you Valtteri, look at Charles, obviously also extremely wealthy background, but delivered. Charles, I mean, uh, Valtteri. I think Valtteri earned his way on the, on the grid, too. Danny Rick. Carlos. Lando. You know, the drivers that have paid their people. way are Perez, Stroll. Nikita, who's gone. Mick's name kind of paved his way. Like, there's different things, but I feel like probably half the grid has been jacked up from uh, some polit- some type of politics. For sure. Driven narrative. So it's nice to see Haas. One, it helps that Ferrari had to allocate a bunch of resources and staff to them with the cost cut to mm. alleviate Ferrari's instance. So you get that. You then bring in K-Mag because of the circumstances. It's like what started as a really rough start to the season has now flipped for them. For Haas, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to throw this out to you quickly before we get into anything else. Just quick thought. Which car looked the best actually on race day? Like just under the lights? Yeah, like which one did you actually found? Alfa Romeo looked great. Williams looked great. 
You know who didn't look great? McLaren. McLaren looked ugly. It looked very average under the race light, to be honest. It was one of my favorite cars, but it looked I don't, very average. I, honestly, it, it very, just overall, it's it's sad to even talk about McLaren today. But overall, I thought the Alfa Romeo looked great. I do agree with you, Williams. I thought the Aston Martin did look a little bit under the light. Still not that impressive because it was so, it's such a boring car. Mercedes kind of consistent. Red Bull looks terrible. Like, But Alfa Romeo, I, thought, I think, really impressed me under the light, man. And Ferrari. I mean, the Ferrari is sexy as hell. The Ferrari's fresh. Ferrari's sexy as hell. And the way they pulled up one, too. Like, I, again, you got to love it. It's great for the sport. Lewis, if you've got Lewis, seven-time world champion, who's fought against, you know, everyone, for him to say it's great for this brand to be up there, one, too, like, that, that carries weight. Yeah, and so, I mean, we won't get into that too much, but I do like that point. Fernando still looks good. I thought Alonso still looks very strong. Yeah, and it was nice to see Ocon kind of challenge his teammate and get ahead of him. Yeah, but overall, I think like I think Alpine's in a solid spot. We were worried because they made so many changes, but so far, one out of twenty three, they look they look decent. Listen, both cars got in the points. They did. He, there's no complaints there, and I think the team that we haven't talked about yet is Mister Lawrence Stroll. What are you saying after this? Well, weekend? do you want to get into Red Bull or, or thing first? Red Bull or Aston Martin? Because we got we got to we got to going on both of them, bro. <laughs> let's just go. Let's say Red Bull for last. Let's say Red Bull for last. Okay. Um, I don't have really much to say about um Aston Martin. I told you that. I literally said I'd have be no surprise. There's a world where they finish eighth or ninth this year. And you know what? Sebastian Vettel is going to come back. It doesn't even matter. Their car is just not even. It's not competitive. Yeah, you know what. We don't know, though. Remember, it's hard to drive this car. So if Sebastian's that much better than Stroll, he may be able to get into the points. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to say because you saw the difference between Max and Perez. You see the difference between Charles and and, um, Carlos. I don't know, like, if it's just it's a bad car, but, like, Hulkenberg's dead last. I don't know if Hulkenberg's that good. And that's why we're happy that Haas went with K-Mag. Well, I wouldn't say I'm happy, but Haas made the right choice. But I don't know if Hulkenberg's still that good anymore. But I, like I said, it is hard to drive these cars. So maybe, like, we, we got to see. Maybe Seb makes that much of a difference, right? Like, we don't know yet. But, I mean, Lance Stroll, this is a big year for you, bro. I'm a, I am not a fan of you or your dad, but I hope you figure it out. Because the question marks will be out this year if you continue to have a bad year. The jury's out. It will be out. And uh, the pressure... When you've got a luxury brand like Aston Martin behind it, and you've got an owner who talks a lot of shit, he doesn't talk shit. He has that big dick energy, right? Yeah. Well, he listen. I know you have to, you know, manifest, you know, your dreams. But the it's way how they you manifest it, it is kind of it's how you go. But about also, it too. I feel like there's there's been a switch up. I, I still go back to their car unveiling. Yeah, they just talk about history, not what we're gonna I don't do know, next. Man. It, it's but he's been quiet lately, though. Quiet. I th- while people said it looked like he was speaking at someone's funeral. I don't know what's going on there. They're, they're a disaster. Yeah, they are. So let's get into Red Bull. So, listen, the car looks great overall. I think the very car is fast. A very fast car. Um, there was a lot going on. We, we've kind of touched on a bunch of things, but we haven't gone on depth. Obviously, there's a big miscommunication between Max and, his, and G- GP. John P- I think it's John Paulo or whatever his name is. Yeah. His, his race guy. There's obviously a bit, obviously a reliability issue. Where are you kind of at? Where's your head at when you think about Red Bull? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm, you're I'm, happy. I love seeing them with zero points, and I love seeing even the driver take standing. The, take the fan out of it. Like, what do you actually think is going on at Red Bull's camp? Like, we I never honestly, expected that. Remember, me and you both came on yesterday saying they have the most reliable car with Ferrari. 
We said that. And their car is on fire and two of them tapped out. Honestly, it, it has to come back to the all the issues that happened in the offseason with them ditching Honda, then trying to bring back Honda. Something's not right. And um, maybe they've rushed, rushed it and missed something small. Maybe it's a quick fix. But reliability, they're the only constructor that didn't finish. I also remember on the broadcast, they talked about how Adrian Newey's is genius because he's their head of kind of technical director, whatever he is. And he just looks really bad after today. I would love to pay to see what Christian Horner's face looked like when Checo spun out and Max DNF'd. I wish I could have seen that on, Listen, on camera. They were also, with their little sarcastic, you know, I don't blame them for it, but talking just amongst themselves and laughing at Mercedes. You know what? They're the team that everyone's laughing see, at you're, you're you're allowed to do that because you're a Mercedes fan. I said, Max just feel great beating Mercedes on qualifying. But, you know, if, I'm sure Lewis and George are laughing at Red Bull right now. Like, it's happening Yeah, they just garage. aren't going to do it publicly. Yeah, is this karma for uh, the whole Abu Dhabi it, thing? It may be... If Red Bull has reliability issues all year, that is it's the, the racing poetic gods. justice, the racing gods. I mean, I had um, a little bit of uh, PTSD when they had to unlap the safety car today and they did it properly, but it just brought back. It was Abu just Dhabi. funny because they said, these specific cars can now unlo- uh, unlap the safety car so they can actually get out ahead, which is how the rules are supposed to be made, which is great. <laughs> we can move on. Our lives are complete. Uh. But Red Bull, I am not concerned about because I think they'll figure it out. Reliability, I, I hope they figure it out. But I think overall, I think Max and his race director, GP, or his race engineer have to get on the same page. And there shouldn't be that much of, there shouldn't be that much disparity between what the driver's feeling and what you're seeing on the data. Like, they didn't see anything he was seeing or feeling. Yeah, I, I, I see. I, I find that hard because we've never been behind a car. But I, I am on the page that why can't you guys see that stuff? Maybe it's something that no team can see and you got to trust your driver, but it is kind of concerning on why they can't see any of this stuff. Because they're like, there's nothing wrong with your steering. There's nothing wrong with your battery. Well, his steering He's is He's the one in fucked. the car. Yeah, and his he's battery- He's not lying, fam. His battery was clearly And fucked. he had vibrations in his wheel. Yeah, like he's not lying about it. So it's like, whatever. I Honestly, uh sucks because Max is a, a great driver, but I love to see it as a competitor because I- Well, as a Mercedes fan. Um, shout out to Red Bull- for my dragger of the day, Mr. Yuki Sonoda. Okay, that's, that's Alvatore. Although there's... But you know what? He's the you, only... You, you the hit only that right. Rebel. You hit that right. You know what? I've been singing Yuki's praises. Have I not for the last six months, eight months? You're... I think Yuki's good. I think he's a really good driver. Like, there's a reason why they gave put Yuki over Albon. Like, mm-hmm. there is a real reason, right? So, I'm excited to see what Yuki does this year. I feel really bad for Pierre, though. Like, he is having a great race, and then, boom, his car went on fire. Yeah, I mean, it does suck for Pierre because you, <laughs> you just feel like you want good things to happen to him. And it was also funny, too, because he was sitting in the car while the car was smoking, and then you just see him kind of like, oh, rush shit. out. Yeah, it was a then funny get scene. Out. Like, obviously, we're happy Pierre's safe, but it was kind of funny when you're watching live. Like, this guy's just chilling in the fire until he finds out there's a fire, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I'm not worried for Red Bull, but... We, we got to monitor Red this flags. for this year. We got to monitor. You've got, it is Sunday. That means you're back in the car on Friday. You got six days. You got six days. So you don't you, have to travel too far. Yeah. You got to ask this. Maybe Red Bull's pushing the car too hard. Maybe they got to turn it down. You know, there's different engine modes. Maybe they got to yeah, turn I mean, down Hulkenberg the engine mode. couldn't pit because the car was too hot. Yeah. Like it was crazy. I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't know and unknowns, but the one thing that is consistent is Ferrari's continue to look good. 
We won't say they're back yet until a little bit later because they can have disasters in the next race and we could be at seeing a different tune, but they look really good so far. So exciting year ahead. They look good. Um, you know, everyone started with three second pits by second and third pits. We we're down to 2.4. Yeah, 2.5, 2.4. So, you know, you adjust big tires, heavy, 50 pounds. Mercedes tire. better figure it out. They're a second to two seconds higher. Dude, almost second was four seconds on that other one. Um, rough. And just other quick housekeeping things like, it's going to be a long year for Williams, man. Yeah. Let's and get Alba into it going to be better than Latifi. Yeah, let's get into it quickly. Like, I, 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 what is up? Like, Latifi, does he deserve to be on a grid as of right now? Honestly, like, to see, see Albon come in and finish 13th and Latifi's um, down at the bottom. And I mean, and Albon was far from anything impressive. It's just, they're bad. Yeah, but I mean, I Albon, at, Albon belongs, at least got into Q2 and he at least put up some racing. As, I guess, like Latifi wasn't, no one heard about Latifi the whole race. We even, we were hearing about Lando, we saw Hulkenberg, we saw Stroll, all these bottom feeders, but nobody gave a shit about Latifi. Listen, Williams got the new investors, they got Yo, the, the principal, Joe's Capito. Hang on, Theorycraft, did F1 shadow ban Latifi after his thing? No. Hey, man, you never know if they said don't put too much tension on Latifi because of everything that happened. Everyone's corrupt. You know that. Yeah, no, I, I honestly think that uh, there's better talent out there than Nicholas. But Latifi. I'm not saying that. You, we didn't see him on camera like more than two times. Oh, I think Williams. Actually, no, we saw some Albon. We saw Albon. Yeah. That's what I'm Latifi saying. Latifi got no Is airtime. he getting shadow banned on air? That's what I'm saying to you. He might be getting shadow banned. That's a theory. I'm just saying to you. There's no Latifi shout outs on air at all. I, don't, I can't remember. It was really bad for him. Um, who's your driver of the week or driver of the day? Sorry. I mean, I'm going with my dragger, obviously. Okay. But I had Lewis. That's your dragger. Who's your driver? Um, Is it still Yuki? You know what? I'm going to give it to K-Mag, bro. Oh, wow. Really? Eh? Honestly, like you're not an F1. You come in at the 11th hour and you finish fifth in a race. See, in a I, I understand where you're going for, but I can't, I'm not including that because he finished exactly where he, where he did. Because the two Red Bulls DNF'd. Yeah. Right? But like, but he also didn't give up any spots. Yeah. But that's but Bottas also fought. Like, I found he didn't he didn't show me anything impressive. Like, I saw Lewis fighting with I people. I think just because it's in a Haas, and I know Haas is a different, completely different car. But that was last year, though, bro. I know. So, but in my mind, I'm like, holy shit, K-Mag finished fifth. See, I, I think that's fair. I'm not saying it's a Lewis, bad pick. Listen, like, I, I don't think Lewis is my drive of the day because... I just, that's what I expect that greatness from Lewis, man. Yeah, but it doesn't make his driving less impressive. It's, it's, yeah. Because, like, he was making up time on people. He obviously blistered George. Like, he made George look kind of bad. It also just shows you that, irrespective of the machinery, there is this extra percent that a a great driver can get Uh, out of it. Percent's not the right extra level gear. Yeah, whatever. He has a different gear. Take the machinery to a different level. We see Max do it all the time. But that's my thing, though. It's like, what you seen him do today was not was nothing less than impressive. Like he showed why he's the seven time world champion because he still managed to get a lot of that car that George can't figure out of that car, right? And let's be real, George was doing a lot of the testing, not Lewis. Lewis was on a long break, so it's like I I was really impressed with Lewis today. That's it. I understand why you're impressed with K Mag, but that's kind of like a whole storyline. So. But yeah. I thought the most impressive driver of the day was either Lewis, Yuki, or, or Charles. Like, yeah. those were kind of my three. Charles I was really drove impressed a great with. race, his first one in And two obviously, years. Yuki did Big his love. thing with his overtakes and defending Bottas. And you saw Lewis pass a lot of people, make some great moves. So, especially Lewis's move on Prez at the beginning. 
where he set him up for the overtake at the beginning of the race. Right? And, yeah. But you you just saw, like, obviously the Mercedes didn't have pace, so he couldn't stay ahead of Perez. But at the beginning where everybody's kind of even with same tires and the pace is kind of, like, right there where you have chances to make moves, it was really impressive. So that's why I have Lewis, but K-Mag's a fair choice, too. And, um, you know, George Russell, you just you just hit double-digit points in one race, fam. Must yeah, that's good. right. He got uh, 12 good. points, right? Yeah. I mean, Max got zero and George got 12, so we're in a good place, but... Hey, listen, George Russell, we'll see what he does this year. Like I said, I wasn't impressed and I wasn't disappointed with his performance. He's my favorite driver. I think he's got a lot to prove this year. It's going to be a big year for George. Like, this is just the beginning. You better be pulling in some podiums. Like, if he doesn't pull a podium by Miami, we're going to start asking question marks about George. Yeah, do not. Yeah, don't. What, you, you once your car is competitive, I'm giving two or three races to get to get. And you a, know what? I, I'm actually not even concerned because George is going to get a podium. Listen, it's not about concern, but I'm not. I'm holding the same standard. I'm holding Bottas to Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari need to have world championship capable drivers. And if George isn't that, then we move on. Maybe it's to go steal Carlos from Mercedes. But I'm just saying, I'm holding to the same standard. I'm holding every single other Mercedes driver to. I'm with that. Double, yo, our predictions on both quality and race day were awful. I mean, this was a monkey wrench. There's no way they're going to be good. And that's why F- Formula One racing is there's so many variables that can change but the you, outcome of a race. Can I flip that on you, though? Were we really wrong, though, that the three teams would still be dominant? Like, throughout this offseason, what did we say? Although it's all cute that there's going to be all these mid-pack teams, but what, who, who are the dominant teams going to be? Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red, Red Bull. Bull. Like, and, it's still and that's, Trump's. I think the big thing is, instead of it being two teams this year, it will be three teams. I know, but I'm saying we weren't wrong that it's like, this new rules are cute and stuff, but the the richest teams and the best teams will still be the best. Like, it, it, it's it's not changing. Yeah, it's really that's not. not changing. And yeah, let's not be cute because the parity between third and fourth, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it's cute and all. Like, Hoss, you got some points, but... You're not competing with Mercedes, Red Bull, no. and, and Ferrari. Like, McLaren, we were wrong about that. Like, they, they got some work to do, they but some work to do. one, two, and three is like... We might have a different fight class. right down to the end between three teams. I don't think so. Do two. I think one I think, I think think one of them... I think Red Bull's going to peak around mid-season. Like, that's what I generally think. They're not peaking now, but they peak around mid-season. I think Ferrari's going to kind of just be consistent while Mercedes has a big... I uh, think Ferrari curve. is going to win the Constructors this year. You do. And I think... That's Lewis a hot take. Drivers. That's a hot take. Are you ready to make that off of week one? I'm, I'm putting it out. You're putting it on wax. Ferrari gets a Constructors Championship. That will destroy the whole Mercedes brand. I know it will. Well, you heard it for your first. Tap into Bet99. We're not going to say much more. They're a trusted partner. That's all you need to know. Bet, yeah, tap hit the Bet link in the description. $600. Don't match, match 100% of it. That's all you need to know. Tap into Bet99. Shout out to our listeners. We'll be back probably on Wednesday or Thursday for a race preview, right? One million percent, and I hope you enjoyed our coverage through all of it. Yeah, and if there's anything big, maybe we'll hop on tomorrow. If anything comes out that we need to talk about, it'll be a short one. 15, I can't wait minutes. to get out of this recording and hear uh, Christian Horner's comments. I, I'm, I'm excited for that, too. I know Toto's going to be very political. You know, we expected this, blah, blah, blah. Damage I, limitations, hey, the controversies. I, I'm, more, uh, I'm more excited for Gunther. Gunther, Gene, Gene, can I, can I have the champagne? Gene. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see you guys uh, early next week. Probably mid, actually mid next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.